Shalom, I'm Dr. Yana Sanders, and I'm inviting you to walk with me on a life-changing journey as we return to the original language and culture of the Word of God together. TheFoundationNest.com is offering a program with you in mind for those who are hungry and thirsty for the Lord. This program is called Hakan Ivri. It's found at www.thefoundationnest.com. You can click on the name Hakan Ivri and walk with us. In this exciting program, you will learn about ancient rabbinical literature that is found in the Word of God. Also, when the Lord spoke many of the teachings that He shared that are recorded in the Gospels, He referenced some of these ancient writings. You'll also understand the history behind many of the sayings that Yeshua spoke the Hebraic idioms in Scripture. We have many topics that we'll be covering, but the reports have been incredible from the people who have already been walking this path, that their eyes have been opened to a brand new way of engaging with the Lord, of seeing Him truly in His true setting, with His language, with His culture, and engaging with the Lord in such a way has brought new depth and meaning to their lives. I would love to walk this path with you. If you'll go to this website, www.thefoundationnest.com. Now that's all one word, thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab, Hakan Ivri, and let's walk together and discover the ancient paths, again, that are unfolding in this day and this era to draw all of us into a deeper union with the person of the Lord. I look forward to seeing you there. Shalom and shalom. Hello, hello. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, a daily podcast by Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and I'll be sharing an insight today. Now, what I want to talk about today is a powerful thing. If you grab hold of this truth and you and you allow this truth to be rooted in you like an ancient oak and you allow it to be immovable, you allow it to be a foundation upon which you build, then you will be unstoppable. And that truth is this, that all of heaven and earth all of creation is cheering you on and is groaning for you to be revealed. All of heaven and earth is longing to see you become who Yahweh created you to be when he, when he authored the, the binding agreement that became your scroll that you agreed to in the beginning and that he sent you into the earth with with great joy and expectation. And I want to talk about, you know, this whole concept of all of creation, everything in creation, how it would be groaning to see you revealed, 
really the depths of that. This is something I've been meditating on for for months. There's a handful of things that that fire me up, <laughs> that that become my a massive inspiration for my everyday pursuit, and this is definitely one of them. And I want to share a couple things that have been a real blessing to me. And the first one, it, it kind of begins to unfold in Revelation chapter four, verse eleven. It says this. It says, worthy are you. This is all of heaven, by the way. This is all of heaven crying out. The angelic hosts crying out, lavishing upon Yeshua the the praise and the honor and the glory that he is so eternally worthy of. So Revelations 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 11, it says this, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created now some things we tend to read and really brush over without a whole lot of thought i've been training my mind training my attention my uh the the, whatever it is inside of me that the the focus muscle if you want to call it that i've been training myself to really forget everything i've been taught about what i've read bible stories i've heard theological doctrine that was um, instilled in me as a child and i've chosen to believe that as much as we've learned as a species in the earth and as this new species of creature called a son of Yahweh, as much as we've learned, I've, cho- I've chosen to believe this, that there are doctrines yet to be discovered. There are things that we have not yet discovered and that if we can change the way we think, we can enable ourselves to see new realities that were once concealed by religious precepts, by, by, by religious thought patterns. Um, And so really this revealing takes place when you stop and you read this and you look again, there's a revealing that takes place in Revelations um, chapter four, verse 11. And it really speaks to what I call the dichotomy of the essence of life, the depth of the dimensions that by his will we existed and then we were created. The implication is that there's a there's a chronology here that takes place. I begin to see two kind of facets of being, the existence and the creation. And as you know, in Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. Heaven is created. It is an aspect of creation. We interface with heaven and and are thereby a wholly functional created being. Heaven in the earth. In the earth, heaven. So there we're, we're like the marriage of, the, of these two realms. But we weren't just created. We, we existed first and then were created. And I continue to see this as two rooms. The realm of existence, I call one. That place of existence in Him. Before we manifested, before the the wave functions of the essence of his intent collapsed into particles and became our being, the physicality of who we are. That, 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 that place is the realm of existence the, where we existed as an essence. 
And the realm of creation is where we exist as a physical being. But by his will, it says, not just his want or his wishes or his plans. It's funny, it used the word will. By his will, we existed and were created. And what we would call his will is we we tend to reduce that into um, much more shallow terms, like a plan. But really a will, we have to remember, it's an authoritative contract, a will. I wrote about this in my book, you know, that that this has been a powerful revelation to me that that Yahweh would have a will, that he would author a binding agreement to me and it would serve as his legal covenant to bequeath unto me a full inheritance as if I were firstborn. Yeshua laying himself down so that I could stand in the, the exact same inheritance, having paid nothing for that other than being joined to him in his payment. But by that power of that will, that binding agreement, I was brought forth from existence into creation. And so this has really been a blessing to me along the journey, this idea that, that, that we are rooted in this place of existence, but that we exist in this. We also are kind of tethered to this place of creation. Now, creation is the heavens and the earth, like I said before. The two things that were created in Genesis 1-1, the heavens and the earth. Within the realm of existence, fully encompassed by the enrapturing and consuming presence of Yahweh, yod Hey vav Hey. God created the heavens and the earth. And you know, in the realm of existence, Yahweh folds himself into the realm of creation, both the heavens and the earth. He makes himself available in those two places, but he himself exists outside of that. It's mind-blowing to think about that he exists outside of all of that and that to make himself accessible within the heavens, he, he just wraps himself up and places a portion of his essence inside that, that realm and enables himself to be accessed in that way. Now, Romans 8, I want to read this real fast. It's kind of a ne- another piece of the puzzle here. Romans 8, verse 19 through maybe... 22 it says this for the creation now remember what creation is for the creation the heavens and the earth for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of god for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Now this began to blow my mind when I thought about it in terms of the revelation I just laid out prior to. The fact that God created the heavens and the earth and that I had always thought about Romans 8 in terms of the the creation as in the earth and the uh, observable physicality of the world around me 
being alive, not that it's inanimate or dead, but that all of what's been created would groan for me to satisfy the purpose for which it was established as a son, to bring that glory that enables it to be effective, that gives it efficacy. The efficacy being the, 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 its, a, its own ability to, a, to achieve the desired purpose for which it was made. Now, the key words here in this, in this Romans 8, 19 through 22 that I love is the whole. The whole. The word whole, think about it. For we know that the whole creation. Really, that speaks of plurality. Speaks of individual parts coming together, the heavens and the earth. All of that, all of heaven, every being and every creature, every place, every realm, every dimension, every portal and every passage, every aspect of heaven, as well as every aspect of the earth, every creature, as Revelation said about the song that was sung to the Lamb, it says, every creature in the earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, everything groans and, and waits with eager longing to celebrate the revealing of the sons of Yahweh to stand fully satisfied in the glory that we were intended to bring as an establishment in this earth. Another key word that I love there is together. That, that creation's groaning together. Heaven and earth together. A harmonious kind of symphony of sound. A, it's, it's a joining, a cooperative effort to release a sound a to, that together they would groan. They would, they would release a sound of desire, groaning together, heaven and earth, for the sons of God to be revealed that the creation might experience that glory that was intended to bring a fulfillment. That is a powerful thing. It's, that has been really fueling my fire lately as I engage the scroll that Yahweh created, put inside of my belly, and has enabled me with all the resources necessary to carry it out. That is encouraging me as I go, that I know that not only is the creation, that, that which I can see around me, not only is that crying out for the satisfaction of His glory in me, but all of what I can't see as well. Every angel cheering me on. Every being in the heavenly places. The spirits of the righteous made perfect, as Hebrews calls it. Every, they would, that, that these ancient ones, that the cloud of witnesses would make themselves available because they are excited to see the glory of what it looks like for me to fully embody my scroll in the earth and to satisfy the anthem of Yeshua that on earth as it is in heaven, every bit of heaven and earth is cheering us on. So I want you, I want to challenge you to carry that with you, to carry that as fuel for your fire so that as you establish your day to day, as you go about your everyday routines, your calendars, your tasks, your meetings, your, um, your events with family and, and, biz, and you know, business partners and ministry partners and all that, as we go about these things and are faithful to see and engage with Yahweh, that all of heaven and earth would be cheering us on into the establishment of the glory of Yahweh 
It's such a beautiful thing. So let that be an encouragement to you. I bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to Wisdom's Echo today. Again, my name is Elijah Ward, and I will catch you on the next podcast.